your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Friday, September 18, 2020. Got your boy Q here with you. As always, you can always hit me up on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. Again, at your boy Q254. Also got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antennas, 707 704-4693. Got to shout out a couple great sponsors of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. First of all, Pepsi. Want to shout them out. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. Yeah, it includes me and probably you too. But it's all good. Instead of entering the NFL, we've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for the game day, no matter how you watch. Me, personally, I got my Sunday ticket on. I'll be watching it, and I'll be watching it, and I'll split screen it, and I'll flick back and forth, and I'll do all kind of crazy weirdo stuff that uh, only people with a real serious problem do. That is me. I have a real serious problem when it comes to the NFL, but it's all good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Pepsi. It is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch the game. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And I couldn't go into the weekend without shouting out my good folks at Sahara Las Vegas, right? Especially this weekend as the New Orleans Saints are heading to town. Sahara Las Vegas is the place that will make your football getaway great. And I'll tell you how a little bit later coming up in today's podcast. Speaking of coming up on today's podcast, in segment number three, I got your calls and texts, even got a tweet straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. That's going to come up in segment number three. Didn't get to get any calls or texts in on a Thursday show because we had the crossover edition with Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, which I actually got a lot of feedback on and a lot of people were enjoying that conversation that myself and Ross had. So a uh, shout out to you if you were able to check it out. If not, you want a preview of the game on Monday night, Go ahead and check it out. Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raider podcast. Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, and myself, we uh, you know, had a nice little conversation for segment number two and segment number three about, well, all things Saints and, uh, and Raiders for Monday Night Football. Coming up in segment number two, um, going to share with you a, a, a story. Going to going to share with you a story that's near and dear to my heart, but that's going to come up in segment number two. I'm not really going to get into a whole lot of details uh, about it right now, but uh, it, it's, it's Raiders-related. Uh, not 100%, but it's Raiders related. So I'm just going to go ahead and tease it like that. In, in the radio business, we call that a tease. It's like a dangling carrot. Uh, yeah, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, has a lot to do with the calendar. Uh, is going to come up in segment number two of uh, today's Locked On Raiders podcast. And here in segment number one, I'll hit you with the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So on Thursday, the Raiders released the much-anticipated injury report. And most of the time, they release it on Wednesday. But since they don't play again until Monday, they didn't have to release it. They had an extra day to do it. So they uh, released their first injury report of the week on Thursday. uh, Let you know who was practicing, who didn't practice, why they didn't practice, what kind of injuries they're dealing with. And of course, when you talk about the Raiders and you talk about the game on Sunday against the Panthers, there were some big-time players that went down with some injuries. And those are the ones that Raider Nation is is real interested in to see what 
what's going to happen, who's going to be playing on Monday, who's not going to be playing on, on Monday. Well, I'll tell you right now, looking at the injury report from Thursday for the Raiders, I uh, <laughs> one, it's long, it's very, very lengthy, and two, I'm not feeling good about some of the players that uh, most, most of Raider Nation are, are excited about and, and want to see out there participating on Monday. I'm not feeling good about their participation or if they're going to be participating Monday night against the Saints. So let me go ahead and go over the Raiders injury report from Thursday. Defensive back Damon Arnett, he's dealing with a wrist and a thumb injury. He practiced in full on Thursday. Great news. Absolutely great news for the rookie. Uh, he, he needs to be out there getting as much burn and much practice as possible to pre- prepare himself for Monday night football. Now, Let's get into the guys who did, or one of the guys who did not participate, who's a big-time player. Right tackle Trent Brown. I feel like I've talked about him so much this week. So much this week. He's dealing with a calf injury. It was reported earlier in the week that it wasn't as serious as uh, most people believed at first, and uh, he had an opportunity to play on Monday, and maybe he still has an opportunity to play on Monday, but he did not participate on Thursday in practice. He's still dealing with that injury, that calf injury, and as far as I'm concerned, that's just not a good sign. I say it's not a good sign because, look, I think that he's going to have an opportunity to play. I think the Raiders are going to give him every opportunity to play. I think it's going to be one of those that he won't be ruled out until Monday. Uh, you know, I think that John Gruden and, and uh, Tom Cable and company are going to say, hey, uh, you know, do everything you can. Let's try to rehab you. Let's try to make sure that you're healthy and ready to go. Uh, kind of do like they did in training camp, you know, set them up for success the best way they can. But ultimately, I believe it's a Trent Brown decision. I believe they're going to ask him on Monday. Hey, how do you feel? He'll go out there before the game starts and then he'll either give him a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So I would actually be shocked if he practices at all this week uh, at all. But, uh, you know, hopefully he does. Hopefully I'm wrong. But that's just what my gut feeling is. And and, uh, you know, my also my gut feeling tells me that he's going to give a thumbs down on Monday and not be able to go. But, you know, either way, I mean, they got to do what they got to do. Right. And if he feels like he can't go, then he's not going to go. Simple as that. So Trent Brown did not participate on Thursday. Uh, calf injury. Vinny Bonsignor, when he uh, he took over the reins on Thursday from Silver and Black Today on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, I asked him straight up. I asked him, you know, hey, how, how concerned are you with Trent Brown? He said, I'm concerned. I mean, straight up, he, he said he was concerned about that. Another guy he said he was concerned about, and I'm pretty concerned about him, probably more than Trent Brown, wide receiver Henry Ruggs. He's dealing with that knee injury. You know, he left the game on, on Sunday. Well, he left the game on Sunday right before halftime. He came back in the second half and never touched the ball again. Basically was out there as a, a glorified decoy. Never touched the ball. Well, he didn't practice on Thursday, and he's dealing with that knee injury. So that's another one that Vinny said, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely concerned. I'm very concerned about that. He didn't say uh, what his gut feeling was, if he was going to play or not, but Henry Ruggs, I actually care about him being out there a little bit more than I care about Trent Brown. And the reason is, I feel like Tom Cable has a good plan in place just in case Trent Brown can't go. Henry Ruggs is a guy that that speed, man, speed kills and speed opens everything up, even if he doesn't touch the ball. If he's out there, you have to respect that. So that really concerns me that Henry Ruggs wasn't out there. Uh, center Rodney Hudson, he didn't uh, he didn't practice, but it was non-injury related. Uh, also guard Richie Incognito, uh, he did not participate. They say it's a non-injury related, but then they also said Achilles, and that's what he was dealing with last week was an Achilles injury. So it's kind of a combination of both. Running back Josh Jacobs dealing with a little bit of ankle injury. He practiced in full. That's great. Arden Key, knee injury. He practiced in full. That's great. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski, linebacker. He's dealing with that pec injury. He didn't participate. Um, my, my gut feeling on him is he probably won't play on Monday either. Uh, so who's going to step up? Raquan McMillan, is he going to step up? Is Nicholas Morrow going to step up? You know, what, what's, what's it going to be? You know, so I don't, I don't know how long Nick Wachowski is going to be out, but I don't anticipate him playing 
on Monday, but he didn't participate on Thursday either. Uh, tight end Jason Witten, not injury-related, but he didn't participate. He did talk to the media, so there's that. Uh, so that you got to feel pretty good about that. If he, if he talks to the media, uh, he's going to be pretty good to go. And then tackle Sam Young, who was the first guy to come in for Trent Brown on Sunday. He's dealing with a groin injury, and he didn't participate. It would be big if they can get him back, especially if Trent Brown's not going to go. But really, those two guys are the ones I'm really eyeing. Out of all those guys on the injury report, Trent Brown and, uh, and Henry Ruggs III are who I'm really, really paying attention to Nick Wachowski let me not shortchange him I just kind of already ruled him out <laughs> dealing with the pec injury I kind of already ruled him out so that's that's why I'm saying that I'm not really paying attention to him just really focus on Trent Brown and, and Henry Ruggs those guys man they uh, they're needed they are needed I know uh, I smoked Trent Brown earlier this week I know that and and I know I'm not very high on his work ethic or at least what appears to be his work ethic but I still fully believe in my heart that he that the, the Raiders are a better team and that offensive line is better when Trent Brown is out there uh, again, I think that uh, Tom Cable has a good plan in place. If it's Sam Young, great. If it's Denzel, good, great. Whoever you decide to put at the right tackle position, I'm good with, unless you're putting out there uh, Brandon Parker. Brandon Parker is the one guy that I say, oh, no, that's a big-time liability, and this is why. He is a good run blocker, but he's not a good pass blocker, and the Saints have Cameron Jordan coming off the edge, and so he would have a responsibility of trying to block Cameron Jordan, and I don't really have a lot of confidence there. If that's the case, if Brandon Parker is out there, this is what I promise you is going to happen. He'll be out there, but Jason Witten will get a lot of burn, and he'll be basically a glorified offensive tackle, and he'll be out there uh, helping out with, uh, with Cameron Jordan just because Brandon Parker will get his lunch taken. And I know it's pretty sad or sounds pretty sad that I have more confidence in a guard playing tackle in Denzel Good than I do in a tackle playing tackle in Brandon Parker. Now, Vinny did point out the fact that Denzel Good has actually played tackle before. He did that back in college. But again, that was back in college, not against NFL caliber defensive ends like Cameron Jordan. So take that for what it's worth. But either way, uh, those are the injuries I'm concerned about. And that is the latest and the greatest as far as the injury report goes for the Raiders. Also, there was a roster move made on Thursday. Uh, defensive back Dallin Levitt, he is back he's with the practice squad now they released him just the other day when they put Nevin Lawson on the active roster so they had to make a corresponding move they released defensive back Jordan Brown from the practice squad so Levitt is back on the practice squad Jordan Brown is released and well all is good in Raiderland as far as the roster goes as of right now now who knows what happens on Monday and what they got to do with the roster if they got to tweak it or not I'll tell you this is going to be a big game for Eric Harris He's got to go out there and prove that he can really get it done at that safety position and be a starter. You know, he was a good starter when the Raiders were a bad team. I don't know if he's going to be a good starter when the Raiders are expected to be a good team. And I'll explain what that means more on Monday when I really break down the game and, and my keys to the game and all that good stuff. But just know, this is a big game, in my opinion, for safety, Eric Harris. So that's what I got for you. Segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. Going to get into segment number two coming up next. Going to tell you a story and tell you something, something that's near and dear to my heart as uh, related to the, the Raiders and it's related to the date, the calendar date. Uh, some today, more or less tomorrow. But either way, we'll get into that conversation coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about one of our great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, and that is Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're the corner stores, the coffee spots, the favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us and our community. And that is the god-awful truth, ain't it? When you go into a corner store and you've been going there for years and they already know what you want, just, hey, what's up, Q? What up, though? You know what I mean? Like, 
it's nothing better than going into a local spot where they know you by name, you know, know exactly what you want. You can sit down or, or if it's not a restaurant, maybe it's just a, a store. They can walk in and, and have a conversation, talk about what's going on, how the job, how the family. Well, right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop really matters. Visa. Wherever you want to be, it's an official partner of the NFL. Segment number two is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Friday September 18, 2020, and this is normally a part, a position, a segment on a Friday where I just talk about the game plan for Sunday's game, but the game is on Monday, so I actually have time to do that on Monday. I don't have to worry about that. I can do that and uh, prepare you for the game before the game since the Raiders are playing Monday Night Football against the Saints, so uh, I'm actually going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart and some people might not appreciate it some people might not want to hear it and that's fine uh you know that just happens sometimes I know some people have let me know that hey I'm only here for the Raiders I'm not here for anything else you got going on and that's cool no problem with that but uh, if that's the case you might want to either uh turn it off now or you might want to go ahead and uh you know uh fast forward to segment number three where you can hear calls and text straight off that locked on Raider podcast voicemail line but I just wanted to go ahead and I didn't know when this was going to end up hitting the the podcast or how I was going to talk about this when uh this date came up and not necessarily September 18th but more importantly September 19th uh September 19th 1999 my oldest son Kimani Romel Myers was born uh in in Tracy California so fast forward to uh, this past year, in uh, January of uh, 2020, uh, there was a stretch for anyone who's been listening to the podcast for quite a while. There was a stretch where I didn't do the podcast. It was the last week in September or September. There was a last week in January uh, as I prepared to head to Miami to go to the Super Bowl. And a lot of people thought, oh, it's, he's busy at the Super Bowl. So why he's not putting out shows? No, that was not the case at all. The reason I didn't put out shows is because life happened and it was just a a tragedy, uh, and I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to respond. I, I still don't know if I've fully, um, you know, figured out how to respond to it. I don't even know if I've had my my moment to to really just, you know, break down and and, and whatever. But uh, anyway, um, my my oldest son Kimani, he uh, passed away in a car accident September or September. I keep saying September because it's his birthday, and it's tomorrow. His birthday is September nineteenth. Anyway, um, he passed away in a car accident January twenty second, twenty twenty, and my whole world just kind of flipped upside down, not knowing, like, are you serious? Like, that's not, that kind of thing is not supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Just, and, and look, I'm not questioning it, and I know it's months later, and I'm not trying to be soft about it, but uh, this is his first birthday coming up tomorrow since it happened, and I knew that it was going to be, I didn't know. I mean, right now, just talking about it, I kind of got chills over my body, you know, it's, and it's been a crazy 2020. It's been really wild, and so um, I... <laughs> Again, just didn't know how I was going to act, uh, you know, uh, around his birthday. Don't know how I'm going to be tomorrow on his birthday. I got to be out at Baylor University, do a uh, follow the game and cover the game and do a pregame show. I don't know how I'm going to act tomorrow. I don't. But anyway, right now, just talking about him. And it's so funny that I'm doing this podcast and I'm talking about him on the podcast because and the reason I'm doing this, I'm bringing it all back to the Raiders is Kimani, as he should, because he's my son, <laughs> is uh, was a big time Raider fan, you know, and, and the thing about him, and he's so special 
And one of my biggest memories of him, and, you know, I, I talked at his funeral, and there's so many things that I wish I had said that I didn't get a chance to say, but when you have those moments going through your head, you don't really, you can't really plan out everything. It's just kind of organically whatever comes to your head. But it was so funny, and this is what I wanted to share with you. Uh, my favorite memory of Kimani, actually, and probably not my favorite, but one of my favorite memories of him was the day he was born. The day he was born, September 19th, 1999, and this is why it was a Sunday. And if you go back and look in the history of Raiders, and you can just Google it if you want to. I know my man Raider Allen Georgia, he'll probably remember it uh, like it was yesterday because, well, he's just got that kind of memory when it comes to the Raiders, and he's been very well documented uh, with the Raiders. Um, the Raiders played the Minnesota Vikings. They were in Minnesota, and uh, that was a big game. And I remember as his mom was, you know, she was kind of going through some complications in birth, and she hadn't, you know, given birth yet. And they said, hey, if you don't give birth by the 18th, and we're going to, you know, we're going to go in and, and get them on, on the 19th. And all I kept doing, and I know this sounds selfish now, but I kept thinking, damn, the Raiders play tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, the Raiders play tomorrow. I don't want to miss the game. You know what I mean? And at the same time, you know that you can't, you know, you can't just ignore what's going on. That's the birth of your child, you know, and that was my, my first son ever, you know? And so I was so fired up and excited about him coming to this world. But at the same time, I was like, Man, he's gonna. I'm gonna miss the Raider game. So anyway, I tell you this story because, and I knew this was my man. I knew Kimani was my guy by what happened, and uh, I told him this all the time as uh, as he started to get older. He would not budge. He was in the in in his mama's belly. Obviously, we were at the hospital right there in Tracy, California, and he would not budge. They kept you know trying to give her some medicine to try to you know help her along in the process, and nothing was going on. They're like, man, he is really really. Henri, he really doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to pop out. You know, he, he just kind of wants to stick in there. And so it was just long time, just kept going, kept going, kept going. I promise you, Raider Nation, I went in and checked on her every once in a while. And, and then I went back to the waiting room. I sat in the waiting room with her grandfather, Howard, and watched the entire Raider game. I watched the entire Raider game, and it was in Minnesota, so it was an early start to the game. But I watched the whole thing. The Raiders won that game. Matter of fact, Randy Moss, uh, he pushed off on Charles Woodson so awful, and they called a, a pass interference, defensive pass interference on Charles Woodson. I remember sitting in the waiting room yelling at the TV, that's a terrible call. That's a terrible call. That was a push off. Look at the replay. And I'm, I'm yelling, and Howard... Uh, he's a he's a 49er fan, so he was sitting there and he was kind of laughing because I was so fired up about it. But he just sat there and was like, "He was going to be okay." And I was like, "No, it was a terrible call." Anyway, the Raiders end up winning that game. I don't remember exactly what the score was. It was like 24-17 or something like that. I don't remember the exact score, but they won that game. And I promise you, not two minutes, not three minutes after that game called over, all of a sudden they came out the room and said, "Hey, he's about he's on his way. He's on his way." And um, and so then. I go back to the room and we thought he was on the way and he, he, he wasn't like it was a false alarm. And so they ended up, you know, doing a C-section. But it was so funny because he waited and waited and waited before any kind of movement. And that's what I always told him. I said, I knew you were my dude because you really wanted me to make sure I got in that Raider game. You really wanted to make sure that I watched the game before you know, you, you graced us uh, with your presence on this earth. And he, you know, as he started to get older and understood what that meant, he started laughing and laughing and he'd be like, well, you know, dad, I had your back. And I was, man, no doubt about it. And then when he was just a little, little baby, he might've been maybe one and a half, maybe two at the most. Uh, we took him to his first Raider game and, you know, he's a two year old, so he's not going to sit there and lock, lock in and just be watching the game and all that. But uh, we sat with my buddy, Victor Zaragoza, who's actually the reason why I'm in radio to this day. We sat with Victor and his brother 
And the whole game, Kimani did not sit down at all because he's two. He's not going to sit down. He's, he just stood there in between me and Victor, and I kept putting my legs up so he didn't walk around in the aisle. But he, he got in between me and Victor, and the whole game, he just messed with Victor. Like, I don't think Victor saw any of that game. It was a matter of fact, it was a preseason game against the Packers. But the whole game, he kept messing with Victor and was like, you're it. You're it. They were playing, like, tag and stuff like that. But that was at the Raiders game, and it was a, uh, it was a preseason game against the Packers at the Coliseum. And he just loved it and loved it and loved it. And I'll tell you right now, um, it's just incredible. You know, he was born into it. We talk about Raider Nation. It's, it's about, it's about you know, you're just born into it. It's something that you, you just have in you. He had it in him from day one. Even before he even came out of his mama's belly, he was, he was a, a, a Raider till he, uh, you know, till he passed. And, and at his funeral, um, one of his, uh, his friends said, hey, you know, uh, Kimani was a, a diehard Oakland Raider fan. And then you heard some people in the, in the audience say, you know, you know, so it was just, it was wild. They were, they were representing. And so uh, it's bittersweet. This is a, a, obviously this whole week and everything. And tomorrow is going to be a sad day because uh, he never made, 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 made it, excuse me, to his 21st birthday. But uh, one, I love the, love the kids so much, man. I mean, what, what a great dude. Uh, had, he could do anything he wanted to do. Uh, miss him so much every day. Um, and, and it's just, you know, I think about his birthday and I try not to get too, you know, sad and, and down and so I try to think of things that make me laugh. And so I, I immediately started thinking of him at the Raider game and how cool that was and how much fun he had and all the Raider games that we went to. And, you know, I got pictures of me and, and his brother, Little Q, and, and uh, you know, my mom and, and me at the Raider game. We went to that uh, Christmas Eve game where Derek Carr broke his leg. And uh, we were all so happy. And then all of a sudden, well, Derek Carr broke his leg. And we all walked out. And Little Q said, man, it's so quiet here. And, and Kimani turned and looked at him and said, yeah, because they know the season's over. Derek Carr broke his leg. It's a wrap. Like, he was so locked in and, and knows so much about, you know, he was so into it. Uh, you know, it was just, it was awesome. And so um, I, I thought at some point I might talk about him and, and him his passing on this podcast. I just didn't know how and I didn't know when and I didn't want to bring the mood down to the room. But since it's Friday and since his birthday is tomorrow, uh, he would be 21 years old. And since the Raiders don't play till Monday and we actually have an opportunity to talk about a game plan, we can do that on Monday's episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I thought, you know what? I think I'll, I'll share his story of his birth because it was such a special day. And I remember I'll never, ever forget that game against the Vikings. I'll never, ever forget that game against the Vikings and how I sat in that, that, uh, that waiting room with his grandfather, Howard, just sat there uh, and watched the whole game. And as soon as, soon as the game was over, he was ready to, to grace this, uh, this earth. And I'll tell you, I have so many stories on top of stories on top of stories about Kimani and, and the Raiders and, and how special watching games with him was and, and just, you know, what he meant to me, obviously. Uh, but, man, just, I, I just thought it was appropriate to, to bring it to you on the, uh, on the eve of his, uh, his 21st birthday. So uh, that, that's all I really got for you. Hopefully I didn't, uh, you know, like I said, bring the mood down at all. Uh, really just uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not celebrating or I'm not uh, grieving his, his, his death. I'm, I'm celebrating his life with you. That's, that's what I want to do here today on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So that's all I got for you in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, I love you, Kimani. Happy birthday tomorrow. You'll be 21. Uh, regardless if you're here or not, you're, you're always, you're always in my heart and, and I just can't help but to, but to honor you. So, um, thank you. Thank you for every, everything that you always was and always will be. I love you. And I think about you daily, my man. Segment number three is on the way. Your, uh, your, uh, text 
and call straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I got to collect myself and, and, and talk to you about a couple of these great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. The first one is NFL Game Pass, because this season, you can get football in your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. See all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from each and every game, and it's each and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, and it's all in one place. NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective. They'll break down the game, the concepts, the techniques. Deshaun Watson, Safan Gilmore, Devontae Adams, plenty more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire film's archive. Right now, go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I also got to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. You know what that is by now, right? Sahara Las Vegas, title sponsor, one of the title sponsors of today's show because there's never been a better time to get away to Vegas, especially with this Monday being the Raiders' home opener versus Saints. Also, this weekend, Sunday, midnight, bars open in Vegas. So now you can get the full meal deal. Obviously, you can't get into to Allegiant Stadium, but you definitely can't let a season go by without being a part of history. You got to be at the best place to stay in Vegas, show your fandom, and that's at Sahara Las Vegas. Sahara has it all with the best places to watch the games, awesome drink specials, sports book to place your bets, and exciting casino action with slots, table games, and an all-new poker room. Plenty of restaurants, plenty of bars to choose from. Get locked in for the season and get your exclusive Locked On Raider podcast deal right now. Stay at Sahara, get 15% off your hotel stay and a daily food and beverage credit. Book now at saharalasvegas.com slash vegasnation and use the promo code FANS. If that doesn't work, what do you use? Locked on. That's saharalasvegas.com slash vegasnation, promo code FANS, or locked on to stay at the best place to watch and enjoy the games. Sahara Las Vegas. Segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into some calls, some texts, some tweets. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, the number is 707-654-4693. And also, if you ever want to tweet at me, send me maybe a direct message or whatever, want to get it on the show, at your boy Q254 is the way to go. So let's go ahead and get a call first. And uh, first up is going to be Army Raider. He's calling in to talk about the first game of the season versus the Panthers, talk about some guys he was feeling and some guys he was wasn't quite feeling. Here he is, Army Raider. Yo, Q, it's your boy Army Raider. I haven't called in a while due to my uh, profession in Apocalypse 2020, but finally got a free moment to call. Just wanted to touch on a few things from the, the last game and overall. Number one, quick shout out to some dudes, even I doubted, making a little bit of an impact. And Raekwon McMillan on that last stop felt like Joyner had a few good plays and, uh, Low-key, Booker was putting in some work in the touches he got outside of that one fumble. Um, I also want to say I'm not on the complete doom and gloom hype train like some of your callers have been. You know, I will say, though, that I don't think Paul Gunther's that dude. Some of the some of the schemes he was putting into effect just, they weren't it. I also want to say that I think the Raiders were safety for Harris, and then throwing Robertson in to join your spot. But that's neither here nor there. 
on Trent Brown. I don't know if you remember the old school uh, Major League movies, but Major League Two, the dude from Japan used to tell Serrano he needed some marbles. Well, Trent Brown needs some marbles, and he needs to learn to play through a little bit of pain. Finally, with the Michael Thomas news, I actually like the Raiders' chances a hell of a lot more this week. So I just didn't know who was going to cover him for the team. I do think our biggest threat may have to be covering that Taysom Hill kid with one of the linebackers, and hopefully Kwiatkowski plays, because that would help sure that up. Anyways, keep doing what you do. Hope this finds you, your family, and all of Raider Nation in good health and good faith. I love y'all. Raider Nation, Army Raider out. Army Raider, thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. And also, thank you for all that you do, all the sacrifices that you put out there uh, to help take care of this country. Man, definitely appreciate you. Salute to you. Really good call. As far as Paul Gunther goes, I think it's going to work out. I really do. Maybe call me foolish. That's okay. I just think it's going to take a few weeks to gel. You know, that's something that we've talked about multiple times here on the podcast, that it wasn't going to be looking like a, a great well-oiled machine week one it just wasn't the offense was gonna have to carry the defense for a little while so I would say give it a little time I think by the bye week which is coming up right after week five against Kansas City I think we'll all know what the Raiders defense is going to look like throughout the season so I would say just give it a little bit of time try to be patient I know it's tough but you know it is what it is as far as Trent Brown goes I know exactly what part of that movie you were talking about a major league and uh yeah man he definitely needs to find something He needs to find some marbles. He needs to find some stones. He needs to get a little bit of heart. I mean, he needs to do something as far as I'm concerned. You know, I I don't know. You know, I haven't talked to him. I don't know the the inside scoop on it. Just something just, you know, when it looks like a duck or it feels like a duck, it's a duck, right? So I just, I don't know. Just kind of something don't feel right, but we'll see. I hope he plays on Monday. I really do. Uh, My gut feeling tells me that he's not going to, but we'll see. You know, it'll probably be a game time decision. Well, but we will find out sooner rather than later. Thank you so much for that call. And again, salute to you. And thank you so so much for everything that you do. Uh, Next up is a tweet from Raider T. Raider T is on Twitter at Trevor4932418. Is that a phone number? What is that? Did you just find some rando numbers? Anyway, before I get into this tweet from Raider T, I got to sound the alarm one time. Because Raider T at Trevor4932418. Hut hut hike. <laughs> He's a new booty. He says, yo, what up, Q? It's your boy Raider T. I'm a longtime daily listener now for two years, and I'm a new booty. I know you got me on the intro. First, I'd like to thank you for putting the realest Raider content out. Gotta say, I see you getting all you set out for. Keep it up, brother. You got this. I love hearing all the feedback from the family. And by family, of course, I mean Raider Nation. Speaking of which, I'd also like to shout out my boy, Real Raider, out the 619. Raiders. Now, how about that 34-point dub? Just win, baby. That's all that matters. Now let's bring it to the Saints in our first of many games in the illustrious Death Star. I want another dub. And while we're on what I want, go and get Earl Thomas. Kick the tires and see what he can do. I love the potential our guys are showing, the passion in which we are playing, and look forward to our next chapter as the Las Vegas Raiders. Thank you for all you do. You're my boy Q, and as always, just win, baby. That's from Raider T at Trevor 4932418. I love that name, man. I would never be able to remember it, but I love that name just because it's so stinking long. So thank you for that tweet. Appreciate you. And you're 100% spot on when it's just all that matters is just winning, baby. That's right. It's a motto for a reason. Just win, baby. That 34-point dub over the Panthers 
Panthers was really, really nice. Let's see what they can do Monday night against the Saints. It's going to be a much better test uh, offensively and defensively. The Saints are a much well-rounded team. Uh, obviously, Michael Thomas most likely being out is a big deal. But again, uh, we'll see. We'll see exactly how it shakes out. You know, Earl Thomas has been a guy that's popped in my mind a couple times. And I know as soon as Baltimore released him, I said, no, the Raiders don't need him. Uh, I felt pretty good where they were at. And that was before they released Demarius Randall. They ended up keeping Eric Harris and, and moving on from Randall. I... Um, I've, I'm not going to lie to you. I've definitely thought about it. I, I even brought it up on Raider Nation Radio 920. I said, look, you might want to have Earl Thomas on speed dial just in case. And that's why I kind of teased in segment number one that, uh, you know, th- this game coming up on Monday is a big game for Eric Harris. Is he going to be able to make it as a starting safety for the Raiders? Again, when he was a safety on a bad team, he was good. And that's just because, well, the team was bad. But this team is expected to be a really good team. So is he the weakest link? You're only as good as your weakest link. Is he going to be a weakest link or is he going to step his game up? This Monday will let you know a lot in determining what's going to happen. Earl Thomas is still out there, which I can't believe. So I'm thinking maybe you can get him for cheap. Uh, But I definitely would kind of, I'm with you. I definitely have him on speed dial just in case. Thank you so much for that. Welcome to the family, man. I definitely appreciate you. Next up is a call from Just Win Wendy. She's calling in to talk about her thoughts on the game on Sunday, plus has a message for Raider players as they head into Monday night's game. Here she is, Just Win Wendy. Hey, Q. It's it's Just Win Wendy. And I just wanted to give you a quick call. Um, I listened to your podcast today, and I was, like, really agreeing with you and stuff. But it just feels like Raider Nation doesn't know when they get nice things. We always have a have a problem and we're like, yes, but yeah, but well, what if, you know, and instead of saying, hey, we won the game, we're starting out, it's like we're we're in the new year and things are going to get better. So I'm all about that. And I really, really think that we have a, a chance to, to be in the game on some, on Monday night. You know, I don't know if we'll win, but I know we're going to be in the game. And I'm I'm really excited about that. And um, and also um, I'm hoping somebody tells the players, hey, Raider Nation is watching on TV, and we are all with you. So you know, if the TV camera ever goes on you and you know it, you know, say hi to us or something, because we're all there, we're all looking. And I wish we could give them more more um, cheering. I wish we could, you know, pump them up because we're all pumped up all over the world watching the game. Um, so anyway, thanks a lot. This is Just Win Wendy, and we'll talk again soon. Bye. Good call right there from Just Win Wendy. And yeah, I think by now most fans, after basically a week, realize it's better to be one of 16 teams that won a game as opposed to one of 16 teams who lost a game. You know what I mean? I think uh, style points mattered early in the week, but I think the more that goes on, I think more people realize, like, you know what? I kind of like a win better than a loss. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, that would be pretty cool if the players showed some love when the cameras were on them. And, and you know, with it being Monday Night Football and them knowing that every single camera is uh, is going to be on them throughout the game, there'll probably be some of those camera moments that you're talking about, some of those high mom moments. I could totally see that happening. So I think you might be onto something there. Uh, either way, uh, good stuff. I, I definitely appreciate you. It's always good to hear from you. Next up is a text from Andrew DeRada. Hey Q, let me start by saying I appreciate your stance and outlook on all things Raiders. This is not me practicing flattery. This is me opening up the point that I wanted to share today. Everybody and their mama is overreacting, and I mean over in all caps. 
Raiders play and win against another NFL team that's trying to win as well. And somehow we're calling for the heads of our coaches, quarterback, young DBs, you name it. A young defensive unit who has less reps together than they normally would in a regular season. Struggles in game one and somehow we are destined for failure. For most teams, it takes like a month of regular season games for the defense to figure out their identity and establish their rhythm, let alone in a COVID year. In the words of a future Hall of Fame quarterback, R-E-L-A-X. The guys on defense and coaches in the building are well aware of how much work needs to be done. Oh, and offensively, our beloved Raiders scored more points in week one than they did in any of the 16 games of 2019. As Raider Nation, it's our job to celebrate the dubs and embody our motto, just win, baby. It's time we remember that. Thanks for being a valuable voice on behalf of Raider Nation Q. We appreciate you. That's from Andrew the Raider. Uh, yeah, I think that you're spot on with all of that. And I, I think co- kind of going back to the call from Just Win Wendy and my explanation there, I think that that applies. And also my uh, explanation for the defense when it goes back to Army Raider, the first call of this segment. So, uh, yeah, I think that just, you know, when you see a team that you don't think is going to be very good, like the Panthers put up 30 points, it's like makes you hit the panic button. But uh, please believe, and I've said this many times, and it's not just because I know the guy. Matt Rule is a damn good coach. But I can tell you that he's a damn good coach because I do know the guy. And I know what he's all about. And I know that he's going to bring he's going to bring it each and every game, even if the Panthers lose every game this season they're going to be they're not going to get blown out they're not going to be embarrassed because he's not going to have it he's just not that he's not cut from that cloth he is a dude and I've said it many times on this show and I know there's a lot of new booties who might not have heard it I said it while he was still coaching Baylor if if he decides to stay at Baylor long because I knew he wanted to be in the NFL he, he said that day one that he was going to be an NFL coach I said if he decided to stay at Baylor, he could stay there as long as he wanted until John Gruden decided he wanted to step down as, as the Raiders head coach. And if he did, if, if John Gruden decided to walk away, the guy I'd want the, the Raiders to go higher, Mark Davis to go higher, would be Matt Rule. That would be my option A right off top. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there. That's how much confidence I have in Matt Rule. He's going to be a damn good coach. He's going to make your team very tough. He's going to make them winners. He's going to make them, you know, know how to play football the right way. And uh, John Gruden clearly has a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, he, he's, he's going to get it done. So uh, don't be surprised that the Panthers gave the Raiders everything they can handle week one. They're going to they're gonna give teams, a lot of teams, everything they can handle. I promise you that. So that's all I really got for you uh, today. Segment number three, matter of fact, for the whole show and for the whole week right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, Coming up on Monday, normally we'd be talking about what happened on Sunday, but since the game isn't until Monday, well, we'll talk about the keys to the game on Monday, talk about how the Raiders could come away with the victory, Uh, you know, how the game has changed now that Michael Thomas looks like he's not going to be there. We'll probably know by Monday for sure if he's not going to play. We might know by Monday if Trent Brown's going to play, if Nick Wachowski's going to play, if Henry Ruggs is going to play. We'll have a better idea of what the – what the depth chart looks like by Monday as well. So a lot of keys to the game will be talked about on Monday's show. So have a great weekend. Enjoy your football. I know you got to wait an extra day before uh, you get to see the Raiders play, but that's okay. It'll be in prime time. It'll be the only game on, and everybody will be watching. So enjoy your weekend. Take care of your family. Treat each other the way you're supposed to treat each other. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Social distance as you can. Uh, You know, do what you got to do. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.